0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Beth Moore introduces a checklist for living in freedom that begins with a life that's full.
1: You don't have to be married for your life to be full. You don't have to be rich for your life to be full. You don't have to have children for your life to be full. All you have to do is be fully engaged with Jesus Christ for your life to be full. You're not just supposed to be getting by and your life is certainly not supposed to be empty. It's meant to be full.
0: Learning how to avoid the troubles that come from living an empty life.
2: Well, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I welcome you to life today. I want to point out here is the stream. Now we have a, a website called the stream. It's fed by many tributaries. Here is a stream that refreshes hearts and minds that I wrote over a period of five years. And I was dealing from a shepherd's point of view, from an evangelist, an announcer of good news and hope. I was announcing I believe the truth of God that sets us free and keeps us free. I hope you will give us the opportunity to not only give you the book today, as we give water to people around the world and see them experience the love of God in an extremely important expression, really expressing God's heart and extending His hands. So just know that what's going to happen today is going to be a blessing to you because Beth Moore is teaching on the miracle of freedom. And I know what a blessing she's going to be to you. Would you welcome Beth Moore in the Word? Here she is.
1: When we're talking about what freedom is, here's what we know it cannot be it cannot be sinlessness. And because it can't be perfection. How do I know that? Because you know what? We are not going to be perfect until we see Jesus Christ face to face. And that for those of us who have trusted him as Savior. So we're, we're going to be dealing, we're going to live in these bodies where we're under temptation and where, uh, where we are going to have um, thoughts that we wish we didn't, we're going to think somebody's a brat. We're going to think we wish we did not have to work with somebody, how we can hardly stand to look at them. We're going to have all men are a thing. We're just going to have temptations uh, for the rest of our lives, and we're going to fall to some of those temptations. We certainly are. So we know freedom cannot be sinless. It cannot be a state of perfection. We know it cannot be. So freedom is not um, having no sin. It's having no, everybody staying with me, no dominating sin. No dominating sin. No area of dominating sin. It's what I'll call to you because this is helpful to me. I don't know why, but this is how I think of it. No dominion sin. No sin taking dominion. A sin ruling over you or a sin ruling over me. That's freedom for us. It's not sinless. It means that I have no dominating, no area of dominating sin. I'm not letting a sin rule over me or I'm not being mastered by it because it's no longer my master. And I, want, I am the overcomer. I'm not meant to be overcome and enslaved by something. Is anybody getting that with me? Every addiction is a master. That's what happened the moment it became an addiction that that very um, slide is where it took dominion. Anything that you can't just like go, no, thanks that you don't have that like, inner yearning for, that you're not drawn toward. Um, when, when, when we're drawn toward, it's got mastery over us. That's dominion. Any um, bad habit uh, is, has dominion because we feel like we can't break it. We feel like we just keep giving way to it. Anybody know what I'm talking about when you just feel like you keep giving way to something? You, know, you may even think, I, you have a love-hate relationship with it. You love it, you hate it. But it's just like constant, this mastery. Uh, that's what slavery is. It's an area of domination. Just so somebody doesn't misunderstand, because I thought every now and then I, I, I wonder if if it would be easy to come up with an excuse based on what they heard a teacher say. Listen, if somebody's thinking, well, if it doesn't master me, I mean, if it's just like one time, if like I have, if I commit adultery every now and then. <laughs> no, listen, by the time a, that full-fledged adultery is coming, there has been a domino There's already been a dominion. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Um, By the time a murder, someone takes someone else's life on purpose, on purpose. There has been a stronghold of hatred or bitterness or, or greed or vengeance but there's already a stronghold there. So I don't want us to get the idea that, that well I couldn't do it everyone. No, whatever is having dominion over us, anything that rules over us, you are meant to live and I am meant to live without anything ruling over me, but Jesus Christ who sets me free. Amen. That's what this is about. That's what this is about, and that's the kind of freedom we're going to see. So here's what I want you to write down. Remember what we defined as slavery for our purposes biblically, being mastered by anything or anyone besides the one who sets us free. So we have a shorter definition of freedom. Let's try this. Freedom, no sin or deceit having dominion over me. No sin or deceit having dominion over me. Deceit is going to turn out to be very, very important in the next part of our series. Let me just tell you now, and I'll remind you of it again, that deceit, deception is always the glue that holds every stronghold together. Every single time. You can take that to the bank. Somebody tell me the definition of freedom. No sin or deceit. Having dominion over me reason why uh, deceit is very important here because not every single area where we are deceived is necessarily an area we're in sin does that make sense to someone if I if I've been told if I've been um, battered and told all my life how worthless I am then I am under a stronghold of deception that I have no value But it was not because I just set out to be rebellious to God about um, believing something different than what he said over me. I wouldn't have even known any different. Does that make sense? So that deceit, we don't want any area of sin or deceit having dominion over us. What if I gave you an acronym of free, F-R-E-E. What if I gave you something for the F, something for the R, something for the E, and something for the next E, where you could remember those four words and think, is this me? Is this me? So that's my attempt over the next couple of minutes. And it begins with what letter? Free. It begins with F. And I'm going to go ahead and give you the four words because it may be that somebody's tuning in right now, uh, but they will not be tuning in as we go through some of them. I hope you will, but I want to give them all four to you, and then I'm going to take them apart and explain them. Free. The F is full. The R is relentless. I do love that word. E, I'm very anxious to explain it to you because it won't make sense at first. Electric. And the second E is effective. I hope to prove to you that you would be able to go down that little checklist once you see what they identify. Am I living in freedom? Is there any area of deceit or sin, particularly deceit, because if I, I mean, some areas of sin, I'm going to know that going into it, or I'm going to know that coming out of it. Deceit, I may not know that. So I'm going to do my checklist of F-R-E-E, because then I can tell if those are not activated in my life, okay, something is up, and I want to identify where the deception is. Does that make sense Everybody. So the F is going to start right here with full, F-U-L-L, full. You know, I really tried to use a different word. I even went into the dictionary, looked all through the words that began with F because I, and I was going to go with filled. I was going to go with fulfilled. I kept trying to make it a more exciting word than just full. Because it just, that does not do anything for me. But let me tell you this. There is nothing that will get you in bigger trouble than emptiness. Nothing. That's why it's got to start with full. Because nothing will set you up for trouble like emptiness. Nothing. I want somebody to remember with me, if you're new to the Word of God, let me just tell you a little story. It's in John chapter 4. When Jesus meets a woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and she's come with her empty pitcher to draw some water. And he begins a conversation with her and he asks her to call her husband and she says, well, I, I don't have a husband. And he says, well, you're right in saying that you don't because the thing of it is you've been married to five different men and the man that you're with right now you are not married to. Well, you talk about a shocker. Now, let me just say something to you. Even in our culture today, five husbands is a lot of husbands. (laughs) Now, don't get any condemnation on you. I'm just saying that is a lot of men. That's a lot of men. That's that's going through a lot of marriages right there. What's going wrong here? We don't know. We don't know. But I'm going to tell you, there is no accident that the visual that is given with this woman is an empty jar. It is so interesting that what she's bringing there is what she is. It's what she, she can, anytime, listen, listen, this is where it lands with you. Anytime you can't get enough of anything, you are missing something important. Mm -hmm. Our drive that we cannot, whether it is sex, whether it is, um, uh, pornography, which would be self uh, gratification uh, normally, or whether it would be food, or whether it would be substance, whether it would be drink, uh, whether it would even be work, um, whatever, some kind of activity, whatever it might be. Anytime we are just driven where we, where we cannot get enough, there is something, it's an indicator that there is something missing, something that we do not have enough of. And it's very rarely the thing that we're putting with it. That's what we're seeing on the page of scripture. Now listen, um, I, I love where 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says these words, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And this, every one of those uh, words for abounding or, um, or abundant is the same wording that is used in John, it comes from the same word that is used in John ten ten, where uh, Christ says that he came to give life and to give it in abundance, to give it more abundantly. I believe it's the NIV, let me check that and I think that I'm right about that, that says, yes, that says in John 10, 10 the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Have it to the full. I love the fact that one of the synonyms, when I looked it up in, in the dictionary, one of the synonyms for abundant um, or, or full was copious. I loved it. Say, just say the word. Copious. copious. I, I, love, I love the P sound in it. Don't you say it again. Copious. I mean, it's, 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 it's very satisfying, because it's got that good clearing of the throat and the C, and then it's got that good P going. And if you really said it with some, some action, you'd probably spit on the person in front of you. That's when you, try it one more time. Copious. Copious. Like, you're not, just, you're not just supposed to be getting by. And your life is certainly not supposed to be empty. It's meant to be full. Like when you get to the end of it, like if you had five minutes that you were coherent before you went to Jesus, you ought to be able to look up at him and look around at your family and go, let me tell you something, I have lived one full life. There's nothing in Scripture that says we will always be happy. Uh, Nothing in Scripture indicates that it will always, always go our way. But one thing we can absolutely know is he said, I came to give you a life and I came to give you a lot of it, a lot of it. Um, I had, I raised two girls. They are young adults uh, now, but oh, you know, moms, as long as we live, we remember the things that our children said to us when they were little. Mm -hmm. And I can remember so well, my youngest daughter, when she was about three years old and maybe even two, I can still see exactly the way she would look at me. She would cup her little palm like this and bring it up to me and she would want a treat of some kind. And before she even knew what it was, she would say, can I? I have a bunch of it. <laughs> just And she'd hold her little hand so she'd have a, a lot of room. Just whether She didn't care. If it was sweet tarts, if it was cookies, if it was Red Hots, it didn't matter. But could she just have, what? <laughs> a bunch of it. He says this. I can tell you this. You can have a bunch of it. Oh, yeah, you can. Oh yeah, you can. You will know when you lay it down, girlfriend and guy friend, you will know you lived. You lived. And see, you may like we may like not feel like that's a very exciting word, full, but really hey, it's everything. Right. Uh, it was it was a lot. I mean, it was like, whew. I mean, Lord, I gotta say we did that thing. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm gonna lay this body down worn out. Because you and me. We did that thing. We did that thing. Listen, you don't have to be married for your life to be full. You don't have to be rich for your life to be full. You don't have to have children for your life to be full. All you have to do is be fully engaged with Jesus Christ for your life to be full. Fully engaged with Jesus Christ for your life to be full. Listen, you, your life, you may go, oh, I just I want children. I want children. You know what? I, don't, I pray that God is going to give you that. I pray that He will. But I'm going to tell you out there, there, there's children to love. There's just... Ch- there, there are nurseries at churches that need help in the worst way. There are all sorts of children that need tutoring and mentoring at school. Um, you can have tons of children in your life without giving birth to a single one of them. And in some ways, fellow mothers, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I've never been through anything worse than childbirth. Maybe you have, but I'm telling you, I, by the time I went in for my second birth, I was like wearing a shirt that said, say yes to drugs. Anybody know what I saying? I mean, it's But uh, you know, I, I just thought to myself, I don't have time to talk to you about this. I'm just going to throw it out to you. Um, sometimes we don't have a full life because we won't be inconvenienced enough. Yes. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't have any friends because we'd have to do something with them. <laughs> God forbid we might have to do something for them. You know, like, So I'm like, let's stay on Facebook because they're not stopping by. (laughs) Anybody know what I'm talking about? And we just like, we have convenienced our way out of full lives.
2: Wow, Well, I tell you what, I pray, Beth, that, uh, that we won't get so caught up in the technology of the day that we lose the understanding of how to utilize every good thing for the glory of God. And I know that if we waste time and we don't take the shaping hand of God and the pressure that comes in life to shape Christ in us, then we're going to actually miss the fullness of life. Don't you enjoy hearing Beth Uh, teach?
3: She's so inspiring, James. And she's so (laughs) encouraging to the person that's sitting out there watching her, that they have an important part to play in God's plan.
2: No question about it. And really, it was our daughters that first introduced us to Beth Moore. And they said, Dad, here's somebody we really like who's a tremendous blessing. And we're so glad we've been able to share her. Beth was one of the first people to go to the mission field with us. She and her husband, Keith, actually went one time with her. And they have been supporters of what we're doing for a long time, just as we've been encouraging what they do. And I don't know of anything that we do that moves our viewers anymore than giving a cup of water in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to know something, and I just need you to kind of really really kind of brace for it. You're gonna hear a mother's heart. Now, I want you to know this. There was no way that our missionaries or that Tammy Trent, you'll see, could control what this woman is expressing. And I want you to ask God to let you experience in some way what she felt, knowing that you have the perfect cure and the perfect answer. And what I pray is, you won't turn away from this pain, but you will let this pain literally release a miracle. Watch closely. <laughs>
3: cái lieng đai lieng chương bọc kháo hay ñoam phực con nưng muịch tịt con khà nưng đằm bài con nưng phải con chưi xđai con con I am not I to It a no to I understand pain well, and I understand loss well. Um, And I know what that feels like to just feel like you're dying inside uh, because there's nothing you can do to change what's happened in your life. That's why I'm here at this moment. I feel like this is why God has called me here even at this moment to um, to ask you, if, if it would be you, if you'd be the one to help her. We'll make a huge difference in the lives of, of this precious woman, her children, other families in this village and villages all around the world. We could come in here and drill them a well that would give them water for life. It'll change everything in a moment's time. Please don't hesitate, don't wait any longer. We need your help.
2: I wanna thank you if you're still watching because I understand how easy it would be to turn away. Uh, Betty, you understand what that mother's saying.
3: Yeah, you know, if you've ever experienced the loss of a child, a loved one, someone you so dearly love and so close to, it's, it's a pain that you can't describe. And I feel that my mother's not only feeling the pain of the loss of her one child, but also the pain for her other children that she could lose. But it doesn't have to be. This is the pain that we can get rid of. We can help this mother and many like her if we'll drill the water wells. If we'll reach out and join together. you know, Maybe you can't afford to drill a whole well yourself, but maybe you say, oh, I can't. But you can help. You can, we can all come together and we'll be able to do it. So please join with us. And let's bring life to these families through the water wells.
2: But I think, Betty, the fact that if you're still watching, you uh, you didn't turn away. I want to thank you for that. I know that was hard to watch. You can't imagine how hard it is for people, as Betty said, who lost a child. We can give a cup of water. This is a Promises of God mug. Uh, people have appreciated the, the cups we've given away. Many have said, boy, we love this. It's, this feels good to hold. Yeah. But you know, when you give a cup of water in Jesus' name, it means so much that He said, you know, heaven notices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't lose your reward. And reward enough would be to save that mother's other children, mm-hmm. to give her a place to go get clean water. It wouldn't make them sick, make them hurt. So what we're asking you to do, and this boy, we we really have to do some big praying right now, Betty, because we've got 500 wells and we're not there, but we got to get the rest of the support for it Uh, more than a dozen countries but the missionaries have told us that we've got to add a rig and that drilling rig is an additional $380,000 and the minute I say that I I want to say this to you now listen let's let's drill those 500 wells one well at a time if you can give a well $4,800 that's what they cost please give a well if you can and I can tell you Betty and I did we just were blessed of God we gave a well And we ask God to help us do that. Some of you can do it. Don't feel bad if you can't, because most of the support comes from $48. $48 breaks out to give 10 people water the rest of their life. And you can go up to $144 and give 30 people water the rest of their life. So there's a level at which you can support. Now think about this, because I want you to really step up. $2,400, pray somebody joins you. we got a well. $1,200, pray three people join you. But well, when you think about that that rig, 380000 here's what I'm praying. God help everybody to give toward that too. Not only drill the wells, but let's get that rig. And I'm asking God to raise up people to have $10,000, 25000 I, I kind of feel in my heart that during this, this drive, there's going to be somebody to give $100,000 toward that rig. I, it might be a business. It might be a church. But I want you to pray, God, let that happen because that's a big amount to add on to doing five hundred. So if everybody just does their part, then we can heal that woman's heart. We can, we can give those children a future without pain. We can give them clean water in Jesus' name. Would you go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card and use it like a check. That's what you should always do with a bank card. Or you can dial the number and make the gift. Please, just do what God put on your heart. God loves that woman and her children. I know you do too. So just reach out and say, okay, I'll give a cup of water. We're sending the book, the stream, that I believe will help you literally secure freedom's future. I really believe that, I think you're gonna love it. Easy reading, but it's gonna inspire you. The coffee mugs, if you give over $100, the beautiful bronze, if you can make that special gift. Thank you so much for doing it. lifetoday.org or dial that number. Thank you.
0: Every day, children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven demonstrations of God's love today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10, and $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. Additionally, just over $378,000 is needed to replace an old and failing drilling rig in Africa. Please consider an additional gift of $100 or more to get a desperately needed new rig in place as soon as possible. With your gift, we'll send you The Stream, a powerful new book by James Robison that charts a clear path for your personal revival and a spiritual revolution. With your gift of $100 or more, please request The Promises of God coffee mugs. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people, or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request Our Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online i tell you what,
2: these, these coffee mugs. Now, Betty, we've, we've liked the, the others that are like, like these, mm-hmm. and uh, we've liked everyone we've given away. Now, I've had a lot of people say, we like this kind yeah, better. I like that too. So you. we do our best to bless you. You tell us you want to do something to help people, and we're going to get right in there with you. We want to send you the mugs just to say thank you so much for helping us express the love of God by giving water the stream. We're giving streams of living water. This is streams of living water and transforming truth. And we want to send it to you because we want you to begin praying about every issue addressed. I promise you. I think you're going to have a hard time putting it down. And it's very simple to read. I wrote it as though I'm just sitting in the room with you, hopefully talking like a father to the family. And I believe it can move us back toward the preservation and literally the saving of freedom as we've known it. And even expanding the incredible impact of it. So we look forward to sending it to you. Thank you so much for helping us share water for life. Thank all of you for being with us. Thanks for watching life today. Tell your friends to join us.
0: THE PROBLEM TODAY IN AMERICA IS NOT THE PRESENCE OF DARKNESS, THE PROBLEM IS THE ABSENCE OF LIGHT. DAVID Benham. TOMORROW. LIFE TODAY IS MADE POSSIBLE BY THE SUPPORTERS OF LIFE OUTREACH INTERNATIONAL. YOUR GIFT WILL BE USED EXCLUSIVELY FOR THE EXEMPT PURPOSES OF LIFE. THE MINISTRY FEATURES SPECIFIC OUTREACHES AS EXAMPLES OF THE PROGRAMS IT SUPPORTS AND CONDUCTS. GIFTS ARE CONSIDERED TO BE WITHOUT RESTRICTION AS TO USE UNLESS EXPLICITLY STIPULATED BY THE DONOR. THE MINISTRY IS A MEMBER OF THE ECFA.